ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 181 of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing today? I do hope you're well. Here's a great big hug and a high five. Bam. How are you doing? I do hope you're well. I've already said that. I'm going to say it again. I really, really hope you're well. Joining me this week is the one and the only Miles Titter Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. How are we? You know what, man? All is well. Good. That's good. All it's is nice to... good in this particular hood. Oh, that's excellent. We always want the hood to be good. Yes. Yes, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, I'm very cold. My house is absolutely freezing because I've refused to turn the heating on. I did cave yesterday. I've turned it on in one room. So there is one room in this house that is nice and warm and I'm currently not <laughs> sat in it and I'm very sad about this fact. Um, but other than that, very good, thank you, sir. Very good. Good, good, good. How... Um... How was it not going to a wedding this weekend? Oh, it was just the best. Like, <laughs> no offence to all the people's weddings I've been to. They've all been absolutely lovely. But thank fuck I didn't have to go to a wedding this weekend. <laughs> oh, it's nice just to kick back and get to play some games, you know? That sounds perfect to me. Absolutely. The dream. The dream. Uh, Josh Thompson? Wow, that weird thing my voice then. <laughs> am I here? Hey, I am. Thompson? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Yeah, here for registration. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm all right, you know. Um, I'm just as cold. I sent me a meme yesterday to Miles. It was a picture of Dexter from Dexter's laboratory looking into his locker at a picture of Martin Lewis saying, I have failed you because we had to turn the heating on. Um, uh, but yeah. It is what it is. We're going to have to spend a bit more money just to uh, not frost up like the stuff in your freezer. Just to survive. Can I just add, Josh's meme game is pretty on point, to be fair. I literally saw it earlier. Was it yesterday? Was it yesterday, wasn't it? Last night. And I had a good cackle at that. It was a good meme. Yeah. I also also tell Kat to um, be quiet because she is in Wales off at a wedding and not here. But yeah, shocking absolutely no one. Cats at a wedding. Abysmal. <sighs> Abysmal. In Wales this time. In she's Wales. going across country. She's not even in England anymore. Nope. Oh, she might be now. She might be on her way back now. But... Oh, yeah. She probably has crossed the divide at this point. <laughs> yeah. And here we but... are, bloody freezing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I can say in Welsh. I lived there for seven years, and that's the only thing that I picked up. Is that bloody freezing? Just that's it. Bloody freezing. That's, yeah. that's, that's all I can do. And that and Popty Ping is the Welsh name for microwave. That is going to enter my vocabulary now, you know? Yeah. I don't have a microwave, but I'll just I'll just start talking about microwaves to people at work, maybe. Yeah. Oh, do you know about the Popty Ping? And they're like, what? It's like, the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> And so like some oh. Welsh person from out of like just like just around the corner will turn around and go, You know of the Popty Ping? <laughs> you are the chosen one. Like some fabled tale. Just seeing yeah. them in the distance pop out of nowhere. <laughs> oh dear. Um well I've started a uh as last week we were talking about um how we're gonna haul miles out to make some money for the website. And um this week can confirm um OnlyFans has now just started. Uh, Miles' content will be will be going up from Monday, and uh, yeah, eight ninety nine to subscribe. I think that's a fair deal. Um, so uh, yeah, really excited about that. Really I feel like 
they're going to feel a bit overcharged at 99 for my content. I don't <laughs> I think you may be ripping people off. <laughs> Less than a tenner, man. Not that bad. Yeah, I mean, fair. I mean, fair. I mean, I'm only going to get like, what, one pound of the cut of that. So, you know. Oh, not even that. Oh, oh well, what came out this time? What was the uh, extra charge? Um, Josh and I are just taking a higher percentage. Oh, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I thought it might be for some kind of expense of some kind, but yeah, not. camera no, no. equipment, you know, it's expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah, but we've already charged that to your account, Miles. So, uh, <laughs> ah, thank you. I'm really pleased. I wouldn't want you to uh, miss out on your due profits. Those Black <laughs> Friday deals—they just like they came out hot and fast, and we just snapped up everything that we could. Got to be done. It's just got to be done. Yeah, you can't miss out on Black Friday deals. You know what I mean? They disappear. A lot of them are going. Uh, <laughs> Black Friday deals up until the twenty eighth of this month. It's like that's the day I get paid. That's very annoying. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? Banter aside, though, PSA for people that don't know: an Xbox Series S is one hundred and eighty nine pounds on Amazon. Mm, um, yeah. So if you want to get into current gen gaming, like at this moment, for as cheap as possible with the price of Game Pass as well, yeah, I'd go for that prime opportunity that is that's my christmas present to you for everyone <laughs> to give to their christmas presents <laughs> and you can spread the cost at no extra apr or interest not sponsored. Pounds a month. not sponsored by amazon i was gonna <laughs> say are we sponsored by amazon now <laughs> we're not sponsored by amazon but if you're looking for alternative ways to pay for it you know yes uh, that is a, that's, that's it's a, a no-brainer yeah yeah it's, it's, that's crazy it's a crazy deal um so yeah and then shop two i've got some great deals on xbox and ps5 right now um, anyway, doesn't matter. It's getting to Christmas. We'll do the big uh, Christmas guide podcast at some point, um, which is always fun. All right, then. Let's get to Game of the Week. Miles Thompson, your Game of the Week. Well, I feel like I'm one of the least qualified to talk about it, but I don't think anyone's talked about it yet. Has anyone talked about God of War? Uh, really. No. Tobes has not been on here. Um, Kat discussed it a fair bit last week, but um, oh, okay, all right. So it has been discussed. Okay, yeah. Feel free to carry on. Share your thoughts. I mean, it's kind of the only real game I've played this this week. Um, wait, no, it's not. What am I talking about? I played quite a substantial game. That's just come out of embargo. Um, I'm going to talk about Evil West. Ignore God of War. Um, uh, oh, yes, the orange game. I've completely thrown myself with that. I really thought I hadn't played any other game because I thought Evil West was still under embargo for some reason. Um, yes, the very orange game, as Roscoe has dubbed it. Um, it's it's fucking great. Like it's one of those games where it felt like I was taken back to like the mid two thousands, and I'd gone around to a mate's house and like I don't know if you guys had this, but you'd have like an entire shelf or like a Tupperware massive huge box of games and you'd like sift through it and you'd see this thing that had a really cool cover and you'd be like, yeah, let's try that. And it's basically a mix of like Gears of War and God Hand thrown in with like a V for Vendetta style, not V for Van Helsing style, um, like world where it's like vampires and steampunky and it's like Old West at the same time. And it's just this really burly, meaty game of... You punch the shit out of vampires and then you get rifles that electrify from a base in a mountain specifically that's harnessing lightning so that you can fire it at vampires to eviscerate them into like gory masses of nothing. And there's just something so weirdly cathartic about it. Like the story and dialogue are kind of bad, but in that really funny kind of, I can't believe they wrote this and just thought, yep, yeah, that's fine. Like, 
there's a scene where like a guy goes up to his best buddy and they like haven't seen each other for a while and his buddy just punches him in the face and then they just stand up and that's the scene and i was like who wrote this i feel like i've gone back 20 years of my life um but it's all just done for like the fun of the gameplay. Like this isn't a game that you buy for any other reason than you just play a linear set of levels. The sixteen of them, you go through, you beat the shit out of increasingly difficult types of vampires. It throws in massive clusters of them by the end. You're in these like quite compact arenas, so you can't run away. You can't just sit at distance and pop shots at them. Like you've got to get in. So you have a gauntlet that can be electrified as combos. You've got a variety of weapons and you get four different types of equipment. They all have a certain effect. They all combo together in different ways. And it's just nuts. It's just absolutely nuts. And it's so violent and it's so gory, but it's just really fun. And like I said, it's kind of like an old school game. This isn't like a God of War narrative. This isn't like an Elden Ring style bit of world design. It does a few things and it does them very, very well. And it's just there to be enjoyed for about 10 hours. And then once you're done with it, you put it down, you can go, that was a great time. And that was it. Like you don't need any other kind of strings attached. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, there's a full write-up on the site, but I'd really recommend it if you want to kill vampires and fire electricity at people and do 15 punch combos into someone's face. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? That sounds good. Yeah, but it is on my list. It's not my... It's not on my immediate list, but it's on my list. It's definitely worth grabbing, especially if it like goes on sale or under some kind of subscription service. Like this will be a very, very good game to pick up. And it's like chunky enough to make it worth the buy, but like not so long that you're like, Jesus Christ, just end already. You know, like some games can really drag out their runtime. This one feels like they hit the sweet spot at just the right moment. Yeah. Yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. Looks really classic. The kind yeah. of Xbox 360 kind of adventure app sort of it reminded me of like Bulletstorm but like a Wild West version of Bulletstorm there is a villain in it who is basically Victor Serrano from Bulletstorm and I'm 99% sure there must be some devs at Flying Wild Hog who either really love Bulletstorm or worked on that game because there's a lot of Bulletstorm energy about it <laughs> so yeah, yeah your comparison's pretty on point I like that I like that I like that sometimes I spend a lot of my life kind of defending video games talking about their their intricate storytelling and how wonderful they are in the world and how it's art. But sometimes you just want games like Evil West and Bulletstorm, <laughs> don't you? Literally. And I, I can't not mention, video games exist so that Evil West can do things where you uppercut an enemy, you jump up into the air with them, and you basically falcon punch them into another enemy, and it's called a cannonball attack, and you can upgrade that attack where the enemies then explode when they hit the other enemy. I mean, this is what video games were made for. Like, this is what this is why we do it. Just, it's great. It's just so good. This is why we're here, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we're here. <laughs> no one needs stories anymore. I just want to cannonball vampires. Um, how are you feeling about Ragnarok? I am really in love with it. I expected to fully, really enjoy it. I didn't watch any reviews or read any reviews about it on purpose because I didn't want to have anything like taken away. Um. I adored 2018's God of War. I did think Red Dead Redemption 2 was a more deserving winner in 2018 for Game of the Year. And I'm really struggling now to keep Elden Ring as my Game of the Year, and I'm only 11 hours in to God of War Ragnarok. It's This game is absolutely superb, um, and I think it's a real testament to the quality of where video games are now. Um, yeah, 
it's making my game of the year thing really, really hard. <laughs> um, so if you've been wondering about whether it's living up to the hype, I genuinely think this will live up to the hype for most people. Oof. It's phenomenal. Genuinely, we've really, we've really all got to have a different game for game of the year. So that might make it a little easier for you. If I don't think it. anyone else is picking Saturnalia or Neon White, so I think I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, fair. 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 Uh, Josh, your game of the week is up. My game of the week would be Ship of Fools. Um, as of recording, it's dropped today on PlayStation, Xbox, PC. Um, it is a co-op focused roguelike where you take a ship and sail it straight into a storm where there's enemies and there's like some kind of darkness that is like letting people is that is it's a storm and it's a darkness and there's people that aren't coming back from it because it's that dangerous and as the title suggests you are kind of the only foolish enough person to go in there um it is quite a short game if you think that the kind of levels aren't long enough and they can they can be quite short depending on the rng but what it's essentially is you kind of like you and your partner if you're playing co-op and you should play in co-op because it's like the better way to play it for sure solo is very daunting from the start and it's a big grind um you and your co-op partner you kind of set sail and every level has a as a is a stage on a hexagonal map uh and it starts off pretty easy with just light light enemy attacks and it gets as as you progress you can pick up kind of trinkets different types of ammo um you can pick up ship upgrades and those kind of lose after every run if you lose if you uh, die or if you complete it um and as you get further into the map the storm pushes back and inevitably you will fight against the boss that's at the end of this area um there's three different areas and then there's four bosses um and I only kind of succeeded at first because I had a partner. Uh, it is lusciously designed, really good animate, uh, really good hand-drawn um, art style, and the music is phenomenal. It really sounds like if you <clears throat> if you close your eyes and you like listening to the game, or and you'd really see that it sounds like Cult of the Lamb. Um, and I don't think that's a bad comparison because I think Cult of the Lamb is a lot of favourites of this year. Um, and I just, re I had a really good time when I was playing with a with my partner. Um, it is there's a lot of RNG that kind of ruins the game for me a little bit uh, because there's so much combinations where whether it's these trinkets that kind of give you buffs or the ammo that you use. There's so many combinations, and when you build up an, an arsenal per run, uh, the AI for some reason just gets harder. It just there's new attacks. Um, so it doesn't really feel like it's kind of fair that your luck is on your side because you don't ever feel lucky in a run. You kind of just feel like you have to work as hard no matter what. So I kind of opted to just have very little because that's when they were the easiest and kind of just my ability of practicing and grinding uh, just made me a better player with uh, a lot less. Um, I, I kind of beat it and then it kind of did a fake out ending where it's like, it's the end, but is it? And I don't know if there is. <laughs> I can't. 
I can't tell you if there's an end <laughs> because I don't know how to beat it. Um, I'm hoping post-release people smarter than me might might be able to discover if there is or not. Um, but if it, if there's not, there's not too much to like play in terms of if you if you are one and done person, it will probably take you about five to six hours to kind of learn the game, then beat it. Um, having said that. Yeah, I, I did enjoy what I did play of it. And for some I I always had, I had other games to review at the time, but I would still go back to it with my partner because it's just enjoyable in the moment, um, attacking. Uh, so yeah, I think if you, if it, if, well, it's from published by Team 17. So if you like your overcooked, you like your moving outs, that's got that similar sort of chaotic energy, but it's not as lenient as that. It's a bit more, you have to load your guns up, shoot them. If you run out of bullets, manually reload, protect the ship from uh, attacks if they come on board, uh, and then kind of manage resources of if you carry planks on your ship because you only have like set a few nodes that you need to have items placed on them. Uh, so there's a lot to think about. So it's a lot. It's a lot less forgiving. Like I, I played moving out, and I turned on all the accessibility features, and that just felt like a breeze to play and just enjoyable. This is a bit more focused, and you've got to play a little bit harder. But if you if you're into your like kind of shooting action, uh, and you like the art style of say like Cult of the Lamb and other hand drawn games, uh, give it a go. Um, I I wrote I wrote a review on the website. And yeah, inform your own opinion on it because I did have fun. It certainly looks like fun. Um, yeah, and, I think um, that's what the trailer shows off really well is the yeah. fun aspect of it. I definitely enjoyed your review as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, if I have time game for me right now. Yeah, do you know what? This would be a perfect like uh, streaming service game, one that you can kind of like jump in play a few a, a day or something and then jump out. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it'll come to one of those. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, I'm in no real rush to get any more games on the go right now. <laughs> There's just a never-ending list. And I know you're not a fan of horror games, but Callista Protocol comes out in almost a week, or just yeah. over a week. Oh, yeah, that's <sighs> yeah, that's fine. You guys can play that and tell me all about it. Oh. Miles, you, Miles, that that is a streaming game. If ever I've seen one, didn't know. I'll um, I I would actually stream it. To be fair, if I can figure out how to sort it out, I think I've done it once before. So I'm happy to uh, well, I because I will get it. So I am gonna. I can always just play through. You can always watch me play it if you want. That'll be very exciting. Happy to very do exciting so. Exciting indeed. Um, do you, do you have a game of the week, Ross? At all? Um, I've been sort of going through my backlog really this week. Oh right! Uh, I've been playing uh, Once Upon a Jester and Soccer Story, uh, which I'm very excited to talk about, but I can't yet. Um, so look out for that in a few weeks, hopefully. I guess my game of the week is probably Horizon for West. Actually, thinking about it, um, it's I'm finally getting a little bit into it now. Um, if you know the pod, you know I've been. It was one that I started and I just dropped off, um, not because the game was bad, but because more stuff came out and then life happened and then life happened again and then. I just never got back to it. And so now things are settling down a little bit. I've tried, finally got to actually play it through properly. And it's just 
It's just wonderful. It's just a wonderful sequel. Um, I finally made it to the beach. It took me plenty of ages, but I finally got to a goddamn beach, and I can actually feel it feels like a sequel now. I mean, the uh, the whole lead up to actually getting to the Forbidden West is such a feels like such a retread of the of the first game that you know this this whole area feels so brand new and feels so unique and looks absolutely stunning. Um, I stand by the fact that I think it's the best looking game on PS5, um, without a shadow of a doubt, especially on this telly that I've got now. Ooh. It just looks so crisp and so clean, and um, yeah, I love it. And I'm really having a great time exploring the world and you know taking on the new monsters, the new monsters, the new kind of robots, the dino robots. Um, it is a little bit fiddly in terms of story. Um, it does branch off in like 101 different directions. Um, it's quite difficult to keep it all in your head. Um, there's a lot of tribes, there's a lot of things going on all at once. I'm trying to just mainline the story at the moment. Um, any side quests can wait until I've um, kind of powered through, and unless there are particular ones that will really will generally help me on my way through. Uh, so I'm looking out for them at the moment. But yeah, I'm having a great time, and it's really nice to finally sit down and play it properly because there's um, I feel like I've neglected Horizon somewhat after being so excited about it. So yeah, it's great to be back with uh, with Aloy in the Forbidden West. Would you say you're as hot on it as Cat has been? about it uh, yet yeah. or... i'd say so i'd say so it's a it's a it's a straight nine out of ten um it's it's not even funny like i said the stuff the, the the kind of trying to keep everything in my head about what's going on uh, because this the story is so much bigger and so much richer than the first one was that it's um it is a little bit fiddly to sort of figure out oh, where am i going who who is that again and why are they related to that and what's that got to do with this um so you know we're early days. I'm 14 hours in, and I think I've covered what eight percent of the, of the world. Wow. So you know, um, I'm very slow because I'm just running around. A lot of my time, first, just running around on, on photo mode. Um, <laughs> three hours of my first playthrough was just photo mode. Um, so yeah, but I'm out of that now, and I'm actually playing the game. Um, and I did also play a little bit of um, <coughs> um, God of War Ragnarok. What? Um, <laughs> Did you yeah. like it? I played the opening two hours, um, just because I wanted to see how it looked on my telly. The, oh, I bet it looked amazing on that TV, mate. This—that is probably one of the best two hours of a video game I've, I've ever played in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say. I think it's it, it's in the trailer. That fight with Thor. Oh. Good God. That that was the moment that sold me on it as well, to be fair. When it got I, to that, I was like, I'm in. I never wanted it to end. Yeah. I was having such a good time. And I love the performance of Thor as well. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Hurst. Oh, brilliant. He yeah. sounds just like Thanos. Have you found that? I thought it was Thanos. He does sound like Josh Brolin. He does. He does like yeah. so much. Like there's but, parts where he's talking. I was like, I, I, I think I think he sounds kind of like that. Regardless, if you've watched Sons of Anarchy, yeah, I, he's kind of just got that similar voice as Josh Brolin. I think so. It's hard to be like a gruff dude without kind of sounding similar. But Thor is Thanos. Yeah, it's Confirmed. just it's just brilliant gameplay. It's just unbelievable mechanics. Yeah. Um I stand by the fact I think Horizon visually is better. Uh, just because it's a little brighter, it's a little bit more colourful. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I've got a long way to go. I'm not going. I'm not probably not going to sit through Ragnarok, but <laughs> I just, I just, I, I wanted it as a to test it out on my tally more than anything. Um, I would say from the I'm on my eleventh hour now, and it does get brighter and more colourful in certain places. But that's all I'm going to say. Mm. Yeah, I've seen it from the trailer, but I don't know. I think I, I played them like back to back. I turned off God of War and started playing Horizon one night, and I was like. Yeah, Horizon's just, just just it's got that little bit. It's just a little bit shinier for me, but yeah, I can't knock that opening of Ragnarok. It was absolutely stunning, hmm. um, and it might keep me glued. I don't know. I'm gonna have to do the recap if I if I am gonna do this properly. But um, yeah, God, that open, that fight with Thor was just unbelievable. It's such um, a wild unseen in it. Yeah, this was days ago. I've wanted to tell you this down for so long. I love how you kept it a surprise for us as well. I did. I was like, save it for the pod, man. Save it for the pod. It'll be worth it. <laughs> Enjoy that energy. Um. So yeah, there we are. So yeah, I've been tripling Sony stuff really this week and um, having an absolute blast. Having an absolute blast. Also, yeah, it's it's such an interesting contradiction as well because like, Once Upon a Jester, is, is Jester embargoed? I know one story, soccer story definitely is, but Jester might not be. I think it's out already. Um, it's such a fun game. It's such a, you know, there's there's no way of explaining it apart from it's the complete anti and antithesis of God of War Ragnarok. You know, it's like it's indie. It's like it looks like it's been made for like a fiver. It's just, it's light and breezy. It's funny. Um, it's written so well. The performances are fantastic. Um, it's a, it's a really fun little game, just about just about a Jester just trying to make his way in the circus, and it's just a really nice you know sort of dichotomy of God of War. You know, uh, when I was watching the trailer for it a while ago, I think when it came through, um, it talks about improvising your set. Is that correct? Like you kind of just make it up on the spot when you're performing. Yeah, so you put uh, you put shows on in order to gain like stars to move on through the levels. Yeah, and um, you have uh, multiple options, like a like, like a telltale narrative story. Yeah, um, and if you choose different ones, it'll tell a different story, and it's up to the audience reaction whether or not you get the stars or not. And uh, that that's really fun because you're just on stage and just making shit up, trying to impress an audience that you can't see. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, a very different energy to any other game I've played so far this year. Well, it sounds like it sounds like a great time. Um, it is. It's really fun. Uh, I don't know, a bit of inside baseball. But when you were kind of like, we've got one spare. I I was like, I can't because I think I've <laughs> I've taken spares of other things that I don't want to push the boat out. But I was like, this looks quite like this looks really fun to to do. It came out on the ninth, so I think we're okay to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just looks really enjoyable. Uh, looked. Is it? Is it as funny as it kind of like presents itself to be? It is very, very funny. Um, there's a scene with the mayor of the town, which I, I'm not going to spoil. But um, yeah, I nearly my laptop nearly came off my table because <laughs> I was laughing so uncontrollably hard. But yeah, I had to, like I was I was coughing. It was that bad. Um, my laptop was sort of like slowly moving off the table. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's great. Yeah, if if you I don't know if someone took that code, but if you want it, then have it. I thought maybe Sean might have done it, but we'll see. I'll see if I can hunt it down, and then um, you can just try and redeem it. And if it works, then 
Enjoy. Happy days. Enjoy. Um, right then. It is now time for a quiz. Wait a minute. You haven't got your quiz master. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The one, the only, Josh Thompson is our quiz master this evening. That's right. You win one, you run one. And we so. are both. <laughs> I like that. We're, we're both absolutely terrified. No. no. I'm scared. No, no. Don't be scared. I don't. I'm not going to take any paths kind of trauma from quizzes <laughs> and my experience. Oh, which there is a lot <laughs> i didn't i couldn't think of the word because I, I said trauma i was like that is way too over the top so please don't take that as gospel um <laughs> it's all in good fun um and i've hopefully hopefully done cat justice with this quiz um it's themed similarly to cat's favorite kind of quizzes um we talked about the game awards last week made our predictions on nominees um for this year's co- uh contest not contest is it? award ceremony um so <laughs> <Olympics>. gone... <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely um so um i've gone through the keely phase of the game awards because there is a pre keely but these are from 2017 onwards they are technically they're so from 2017 to 2021 I've got winners of certain categories. Okay. So I will name the category in the year. Oh, okay. And you will have to guess the winner. So if you outright guess the winner, no no, um, hint, you'll get two points. However, if I have to read out the nominees, you'll only get one point. Oh, I like it. Wow. This is going to be tense. Fuck you, Uh, (laughs) <laughs> so what we can do is you can kind of like uh either kind of just say i'll just say the nominees we won't answer or you can answer and i will let the person who hasn't given a answer for it after the nominees to go first because whoever's done it first you know just trying to make it fair yeah so okay nice i like well, it that... uh do we need a buzzer or are we doing hands up uh yeah you can do a hands up all right Baby, hands up. <laughs> give me your heart. Give me... You know, no, 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 that song. Never mind. <laughs> so, without further ado. No. <laughs> <That's Ross. laughs> um, Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I don't think that's on the list. One item. Well, that rules out one option for answers. Well done, Roscoe. Oh, uh, <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 wasn't. This year's one. Would be no, in... the OG. Yeah, no, it doesn't go that far back. It goes back to 2017 on the So it's kind of fresh in our memories. I think the newest is 2021 that I've got on one of the questions. I think so... I overestimated my memory. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, best performance in 2017. Miles. I don't know their name, but was it the um the actress who played Senua in Hellblade? It certainly was. I don't know her name. I just know it's her. I I will give you that because that is the that I'll is the person. Off. Do, would, unless you had the name, Ross. I I, I don't have the name. <laughs> <laughs> so I I will give you that point, Miles, because that is technically the performance and the game Thank and character. You. So uh, her name was uh, I don't want to butcher it, but Melina Jurgens. Uh, do you know what? She was one of the like graphic designers or something on the game, 
and they yeah. asked her to do the audition just so they could get a sense of what it would look like with their mocap. And she did such a good job; they made her the the character. Well, yeah. she deserves it. And it was amazing. What? I picked this because the nominations were Ashley Birch for Aloy, Brian Bloom for BJ Blazkowicz, Claudia Black for Chloe in uh, Uncharted: Lost Legacy, and Laura Bailey for Nadine in Uncharted. Yeah. So I felt like it was a pretty stacked category for that. Mm. I just remember Hellblade was just so good and I adore that game so I went with it <laughs> uh, best RPG of 2019 Ross yes Skyrim <laughs> <laughs> there had to be an edition out that year there was one out every year there must have been. It might have been the fridge edition. Fridge edition. Oh, uh, oh. Go on, Mars. Was it Fire Emblem Three Houses? So, neither of you got it correct. Unfortunately. However, we'll do a. I'll not. I'll name out the nominees and then. Where the fuck did Fire Emblem Three Houses come from? It's it was that Nintendo one, and I actually reviewed like in the nineties or something um, on Metacritic. It was like a really ridiculously good RPG, apparently. Mm. It might have been twenty twenty that one though. Uh, I'm maybe. not. Sh- I'm not sure. So okay, the nominations are Final Fantasy fourteen, Kingdom Hearts three, Disco Elysium, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and the Outer Worlds. Ross, Disco Elysium. It certainly was. Yeah, I remember because nice. uh, Sean was like, "Yes," and I was like, "Damn it, the Outer Worlds should have won." Yeah, it was actually the most. It was the biggest winner of the night. Yeah, absolutely, Uh, rushed everything. Mm. I think it did every category that it was nominated for. So, congrats to that. Okay, best action game twenty eighteen. Ross, Uncharted Four. It wasn't. Miles? It's one of two. I'm not sure which one got this one. Is it God of War? No. Oh, it's the other one, isn't it? Can I... Oh, okay, I've got to wait for the next one. I I already know the next one. I know what it is. Okay, so God of War wasn't actually in this category. Believe me. Ah, okay. So, the nominations were Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Dead Cells, Mega Man 11, Far Cry 5. Ross. Dead Cells. It certainly was. Well done. I mean, it's it's a it's a great game. It just had yeah. I just didn't expect it to be an action game to be voted for it. I was yeah. quite a quite an interesting winner. I'm glad it was. It was fast pace, wasn't it? It really yeah. kept you on your toes the whole way through. I think Philip Newson helped it. Mm. So, best narrative, 2021. Ooh. Doesn't seem like long ago. What came out last year? So many games have come out since then. Oh, my God. Uh, 
Would you like to switch the nominees? Miles? I don't oh, think God. it is this, but I can't think of anything else. I don't think it came out last year. Ghost of Tsushima? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what came out last year. What came oh, out wait, was it? Go on. Oh, oh it's on the no. tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, because no. well, I, was, I was furious about it. Uh, <laughs> Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it was. Yeah. Well done. The galaxy. Oh, man. Uh, so I haven't played it, but I was still angry because I think it, <laughs> I think somebody else lost that I wanted to win. The other nominations were It Takes Two, Psychonauts Two, Life is Strange Two, True Colors <laughs> or Two Colors, <laughs> Life is Strange True Colors. Um, so yeah, I think overall because I think it, it Takes Two took Game of the Year. I think it's fair for Guardians. I think it did. It was a really good story. Mm. <laughs> So, the best independent game, 2021. Oh, God. Sean, I know this. I got nothing. Miles? I literally can't remember any game I played last year. I don't know what's <laughs> happened to my memory, but I can remember games from 2009 perfectly, but I can't remember anything from last year. No, I got, I got nothing. Okay, so I'll read out the nominees. 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kana, Bridge of Spirits. Ross. Inscription? It wasn't. Um, Miles? Was it Death's Door? It wasn't that either. Oh, man. It was actually Kana, Bridge of Spirits. Was it really? Wow. Yes, I the think it's because I didn't really indie, like Canada indie games. Much. Yeah, I didn't really like Canada that much. So, okay, so Games for Impact Award 2020. Ah, yes, the one that we pay the most attention to. Go on, Mars. Is it? Tell me why. Spot on. Oh, uh, thank God. Thank you. <laughs> I'll have to Google that one because I don't actually know that. It's um, the Xbox exclusive one. I think the main protagonist is a trans character. Ah, um, uh, yes, kind of like um, the like Life is Strange style game, right? I, I think it is Don't Nod who did it potentially, if right. I'm remembering right. Basically, is Life is Strange. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so the other nominees were Through the Darkness of Times, Kentucky Route Zero, and If Found. Oh. I've only ever heard of Kentucky Route Zero from that yeah. lot, personally. Just, but. And that's only because it's got a dog in a straw hat as its picture. <laughs> <The> <laughs> I'm a simple reason. man. <laughs> the only reason why. Uh, so, the best family game of 2018. Oof. Miles. Oh, no. I've totally got my <laughs> stuff here. Um, moving out. <laughs> No. Oh, dear. You hate to see it. Ross, you can answer now, or if you'd like the nominations first. Overcooked 2. It was Overcooked 2. Yeah! Was that only 2018? I thought it was ages ago. Oh, it was five years ago now, didn't he? Mm. That's true. That's true. 
So the other nominees were Super Mario Party, Nintendo Labo, and Mario Tennis Aces. <laughs> Nintendo Labo. God. So it was the only non-Nintendo game that year for family. They know their niche. Wow. So best community support 2019. Ross. Cool, guys. It wasn't. Oh. Miles. Apex Legends. It wasn't that either. Ah. So I'll read out the nominees. We've got Fortnite, Destiny 2, Rainbow Six Siege, and Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Miles. Final Fantasy XIV? It wasn't. Ross. Uh, Fortnite? It wasn't that either. Oh, wow, this is awful. (laughs) (laughs) It was Destiny 2. Oh, no. Good old Destiny. No, I'm not having that. (laughs) And you know what? In 2019, it probably should have gone to Fortnite. I can't lie. Okay. And Miles, don't forget, we've got a live event on Fortnite next week. All right, we're in. Let's do it. Is it the 4th of December, right? Yeah. You can't yeah. miss it this time. You missed the last one. You're I did. Crazy. I did. Don't have any weddings to go to anymore, so hopefully I can make this one. Yay! Best mobile game of 2018. Boo. Ross. Mario Kart Tour? No. Mm. Miles? Call of Duty Mobile? No. So... I'll read out the nominees. Florence, Fortnite, Reigns, Game of Thrones, uh, and Donut County. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Donut County, isn't it? Is that your answer? Yeah. It's not. Motherfucker. Miles. Fortnite. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Fortnite doesn't win stuff. <laughs> it was indeed Florence. <laughs> oh, fucking Florence. Oh, God. Such so overrated. Oh my god! In this uh, in this quiz, I put game of the year, and I didn't put the year. Am I insane? Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this is where it gets crazy because I'm not cat. So it's game of the year. I do believe it's 2017. Right. Yes, I think it's 2017. So game of the year 2017. 2017. Oh, man. Oh, bloody. Yes. The other Switch came out, so it's got to be Breath of the Wild. It was indeed Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Oh, fair play. Fair play. I should say The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. So, Ross won. By Country Mile, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of those double points really came in clutch, I think. Um, I did have a tie break. We'll do it for, um, I don't know, kudos. Uh, best Direction 2019. Kojima. Go on, Mars. Yeah, it was Death Stranding. It wasn't. Oh, oh. no. Druckman, Last of Us. It wasn't that either. That was 2020. Druckman, Uncharted 4. 
<laughs> what were the nominees, Josh? Uh, so the nominees were Gree, Zelda, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Sayonara Wild Hearts, and Control. Ah, oh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. What a game. Yes, Miles. Was it Gray? It wasn't. Uh, I feel like that did win something, but I might be making that up. I'll go for Control. It wasn't certainly Control. So, yeah. Take that win and put an exclamation point on it. (laughs) Apparently, my memory of recent years is much worse than my memory of 15 years ago. I think it's a bit, I think because we cover them and because I have to edit game of the game of the year and game award podcasts so they all get intrinsically stuck in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. To be fair, you crushed it, so I think throughout the year, aren't you? You're just playing so many games to like just keep up to date with conversations. Not not if we're not reviewing it or anything like that, just playing to talk about the latest. Mm. But it just all becomes the same year. It really does. Like 2020 and 2021 just feel like the same year. Yeah, so when you said when you said last year, I was like, oh my god. I have no idea what came out last year. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All I remember is <laughs> we, we had a pretty whole healthy, year. We had a pretty healthy 2022, I think. So mm. indeed. Well, thank you very much, Josh. Yeah, thanks, yeah, Josh. No worries. Absolutely. Yeah, may she rest in peace. I mean, she's still here. <laughs> <laughs> Just not her quiz. <laughs> Just not her quiz. Yeah. Right then, let's get into the news. And there isn't a whole lot of news. The Golden Joysticks are currently on. As we record this, it's currently going on as, as we're happening. Uh, recent winners are PC Game of the Year went to return to Monkey Island. Which is, uh, you know, the right thing. Uh, Nintendo Game of the Year was Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, best performance went to Man and Gage for Immortality. Um, Elden Ring has got three wins. Um, the Steam Deck has won the best gaming hardware. Best game trailer was Ghost Simulator 3. Best audio metal hell singer. I like it. Like it. Like yes. It. Uh, best multi best multiplayer game is Elden Ring. Um, very strange choice. That is a very strange choice. The jammy fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do narrative and they can't do multiplayer, but they're winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, indie game is Cult of the Lamb, which I yeah. assume we're all very happy with. Early access Slime Rancher Two. Uh, best game expansion went to Cuphead. But this is last course, and Studio of the Year went to From Software for their massive multiplayer title, Elden Ring. <laughs> multiplayer extravaganza. Mm. Um, and the Can't Stop Playing award currently has gone to Genshin Impact. Oh, so man. This proven con- controversial, these, these Golden Joystick Awards. That's tragic. That is tragic. It, but they can't stop playing because they never started to begin with. <laughs> you don't play it. You just sit there and watch nothing happen. Uh, best storytelling went to Horizon Forbidden West, which, oh, after oh. everything I said, wow. is an interesting one because I can't keep track of it at all right now. 
Um, <laughs> so I hope it gets a little easier to understand. But yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on that throughout the uh, record, and we'll add to it as more stuff gets announced. But first up, um, this is something that we've been talking about for a while on the podcast. Um, the state of the PlayStation 5 UI and the PSN store in general. Well, some good news coming from Dex.exe.com, Dex. which is a website I've never heard of, but here we go. PlayStation bans shovelware and easy platinum games on the PlayStation Store. Uh, this is written by Dax, Dex Frog. Okay, let's, let's see what happens. Uh, PlayStation has sent out a dev letter to all the developers, noting that shovelware games that are reskinned non-games and games just made to give people a platinum trophy are going to be either shadow banned or delisted with a chance to the developers being banned from publishing any more games. Quote from the letter, SIE strives to ensure that customers can search and discover the full breadth of experiences on PlayStation and the partners have a fair means of being discovered. When partners oversaturate or spam PlayStation Store with many variants of the same type of content, it can negatively impact both the customer and partner experience. When SIE reviews the content submitted to PS Store, products that have the following characteristics are identified as spam or repetitive content. Products whose functionality and or assets are copied and not immediately different from products already published on the store, irrespective of the publisher of the record. Multiple concepts and product variants published by individual partners that are duplicative functionality or experiences differentiated only by minor variances, functionality or assets. Where possible, partners should consider aggregating small similar content experiences into single product using in-game commerce to expand or extend the experience. Basically, there's a lot of all that nonsense. Um, basically, we know that there's a lot of shit on the PSN store, and we uh, rightly called Sony out for it a little while back, and it's nice to see that they're finally taking measures to fix um, this. Uh, Miles, this is going to be good news, right? Very much so. It's about bloody time, Sony. Uh, we've obviously spoken about it, like you said, a couple of times this year already. Um, Josh, obviously, rest in peace to Santa's workshop. We had a fun little Christmas... Uh, trophy treat for ourselves yeah <laughs> um yeah that and alien destroyer were the two embarrassing ones of the shovelware that i bothered to pick up but i kind of tried to pride myself on not having any others on there um it's it's crazy that sony even let it get to this state you know that they allowed their store to just be like avalanched with just these garbage dumpster fire non-existent actual games um, I'm interested more to see where Sony is going to draw the line and how they're going to enforce this to see what games do and don't get banned or, you know, shadowed on the store or whatever. Um, you know, I think of like Alien Destroyer was one that technically you could play. You did have to shoot things and run up a score. So whether it that would still count as a game or not, I don't know. Um, I think obviously the obvious ones are like all the hot taco turbos and all that crap and stroke the cow or the dog or whatever those seem like obvious hits but there are some games which are very very small titles which have easy trophy lists on purpose because that is an enticing factor for some players so i just wonder how strict the sony are gonna bring the hammer down to ban games which technically might still be games um yeah it'll be interesting to see what comes of it but i'm glad sony's finally taking some action about it because i think the way developers or certain people were taking advantage of people's trophy habits was pretty not sinister it's a wrong word i think that's a bit much but like it was just a bit sly and underhanded and i didn't particularly like the practice um so it's nice to see sony actually kicking into gear and cleaning up their store a little bit because it's long overdue 
I want to shout out Sean Davies right now because he was the one that um, wrote the article about how Ruffy found the PS5 um, PSN store and then proceeded to download a bunch of them, platinum them, and then review them. <laughs> and gave more one. Yeah, it's like, Sean, you're part of the problem, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know you're my boy, but come on. We have a review on our website for Stroke the Dog, I think. Yes. And yeah, um, these are games where it's just a JPEG of a dog and you've just got to tap on it a few times. Um, in a similar vein to My Name is Mayo from way back when. And That's there's variants of Stroke the Cat and Stroke the Chicken. And I think there's even Stroke the Tarantula. It's like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Oh my God. Who the fuck is going to do that? Also, like, My Name is Mayo, Josh was telling me, is like a, like a, I don't know, like an acid test for all trophy hunters. They should all have it. I don't have it on my account, but I wonder if they'll ban My Name is Mayo from the store. No, there's so much small substance to that game. Um, and I think it is kind of, it is those stroke cats. It is the uh, the letters one, like K is for whatever. Oh, yeah, the pig C and like the yeah, cow yeah. B or whatever. Yeah, the Kit Kat K. Um, I think it's going to be those. Um, and I really don't want to be down on it, but I feel like there's they're just going to get smarter about it and kind of do one of one thing and then something of another, if you know what I mean. So there isn't like a copy and paste. There is something different, depending on how lenient they're going to be, if so, uh, with the rules. Um, But yeah, my name is Mayo, and I think you even said Alien Destroyer, Miles. Alien Destroyer, whilst it is a trophy-bait game, it's something that has a resemblance of um, substance to a point. Um, like there is something that you do. It's also something that you do that is different to another game that is platinum bait, say uh, the lady in the leotard with the lizard and the gun or whatever that game's called. Like they're both different games. They kind of have the same result, but um, they don't fall under the guidelines necessarily in my, in my eyes. So I think we're still going to get a couple of them. Um, But the egregious use of the other ones that do copy each other. I'm just thankful to not be able to see them taking up uh, like space on the store so and making way for real indie titles that we do want to kind of just look for. Like every week I'm looking. Tuesdays are release days. Fridays are release days. I'm always looking those days as well as uh, Wednesdays being uh, the deal changes for those games that, I probably would have overlooked it had I not been looking there in the first place and to make it easier is all the better. Um, but yeah, these people, <laughs> they, you know, their money is where money is where their heart is. So they'll, tr- they'll think of something to, to get out of this. Mm. Stroke the dog Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> boy edition. <laughs> Stroke the boy. Wait. Well, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, quick uh, golden joystick update. Stray has just won PlayStation Game of the Year. What? Really? Over Horizon of the West, God of War Ragnarok. And some other Sony game. That and the other ones that came out. out earlier this year that we can't remember. Uh, no, 
Come on. I mean, I like Stray, but come on. Stray's fine. Leave Stray alone. I think it's, it's contrarian. No, it's good. I like it, but... And also, most wanted game that they've because they've they all had to have most wanted game now in their fucking award ceremonies. <laughs> um, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, most wanted. Shock! Game. Are we Shock surprised? Horror. Yeah, I thought it'd be straight too, but there we go. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we want ten straight games by the end of the decade, or we're all rioting. <laughs> Ultimate game of the year is next. I'll catch up on that in a second. Um, so um, so yeah. Um, good old PlayStation. It was such a ball lake trying to find video games in the store. It still is, to be honest. And um, I'm glad that there are taking steps to finally fix this bullshit because it's been an absolute nightmare. And um, yeah, well done, Sony. I am going to miss these stupid little Platinums because uh, I do have my name as Mayor on my account. And uh, that was a fun half an hour of my life. <laughs> But that was like a substantive puzzler that if you didn't have a guide to complete it like as quick as possible, like you could be clicking on that for a while before you get it. Yeah. Compared to Stroke the Cat, where you are pressing a button for a minute, and there you go. Yeah. I will die on the My Name is Mayo Hill. I will be covered in mayo. <laughs> if Sony ban it, I'm going to laugh because you really do like support that game. And it's like, fair play to you. You always stick to your guns on it. Josh will be covered in mayo. Shouting, My Name is Mayo. Playing stream. <laughs> playing, playing now, that is a stream I would watch. <laughs> Josh covered in mayo, just screaming it at the top of his lungs. <laughs> It's like the uh, Shia LaBeouf stream that he did, and everyone just oh, kept, my God. kept taking that flag away or whatever they were doing. That would be me, running from different hills across the country, covered in mayo. <laughs> Can't playing, stop. Playing Stroke the Boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> definitely won't be. <laughs> we need to stop. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to the Thinking Guns podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. No, uh, you're well, not. No, I'm not. Fuck it. You know I mean, it's too, it, it's too close to Christmas now. I don't care anymore. I only care about standards and practices. What are you going to do, ACAS? Kick us off your platform? Hey, Yeah, you probably are, actually. So, Sorry. Uh... <laughs> sorry, ACAS. Sorry. That's, a, that's, a preemptive, that's a preemptive sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, right, then, let's move on. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 has reached 25 million players in its first five days. A tweet posted on the official COD Twitter states, thank you, five days, 25 million players. The free-to-play sequel, which launched on November 16th, has seemingly been a huge success in terms of establishing a large player base in a short time. However, it remains to be seen if it will continue to this momentum and overtake the previous milestone set by the first Warzone. Back in 2020, when the original Warzone was released, Activision announced it had reached 30 million players in 10 days, following a claim that it had reached 15 million in three days. By way of comparison, fellow free-to-play battle royale game Xbox Legends took seven days to reach 25 million players, according to, de- to developer Respawn. So, there we go. Warzone is absolutely smashing it. One of the two is absolutely smashing it. Call of Duty is not going anywhere. The world still turns. Yada, yada, yada. How are we feeling about this? And are we enjoying Warzone 2.0, uh, Josh? Well, I was going to uh, pose the question to us, all of us. Did we enjoy contributing to that number last week? 
because um, we because we certainly had a time playing yeah, Warzone. <laughs> um, um, I'd like I'd like to play with players who have also just doing. started playing. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> very true. That's very um, true. I haven't got my Warzone legs just yet, and we were uh, we were showing up fairly quickly and fairly easily. Um, I assume we were playing cross-platform as well, which probably didn't help. I don't know, because uh, I was host, and I, I normally have cross-play off. I also had it turned off, I think. The one thing with Sony is that we don't have to play with uh, other players if we're on PlayStation. That we That's kind of our own rose garden, which made me feel even worse, because I was like, okay, I'm not even dying by people with a mouse and keyboard that can kind of 360 <laughs> no-scope me from across the map. These are just other people with the same controller that I'm playing as. And yeah, that I let that one sink in and uh, just went to a different game, I guess. I went to Goat Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, someone who's played probably more Warzone than myself or Miles um, combined, what, did, what, what do you make of 2.0 so far? Um, I think the smaller things they've got right in terms of kind of like uh, the balancing of loot and how you procure it and um, the items that you can find in medical cabins. Uh, there's just, I think if you're someone who's played Warzone for I think two years now, right? Cause it came out in March, 2020. Yeah. Um, if you're someone who's been playing since then and you're playing it now, there's something that, it's kind of like you can't explain too much as to how it's improved because it's kind of like really nuanced feelings about the game. Um, what I will say is I don't like the map being as big as it is. I think we all can attest that we kind of dropped in anywhere that had a name on it. And we, it was just dead because the mm -hmm. map's so huge. And then we spend 15, 20 minutes like getting our loot um, and we die from someone unseen because they're not moving on the map. They're kind of just waiting to attack us. Um, so they kind of, they changed the arm, the way armor is dealt with. I think you don't have a blanket set amount of armor. You have a rarity of a jacket that improves it kind of like apex. Um, there's like a backpack now, so you can carry more items that aren't necessarily um, at hand to equip, but you can go into it and, you know, have a bit more variety, say, either guns, ammo, more armor. Um, so I like that as well. I think that's a bit of a PUBG kind of move. And then Fortnite um, kind of had like an influence of uh, you can interrogate players, so you can down them, um, pick them up, and they'll give you the information of where the players are at. So there's just like, you know, little things that they've taken from other games that they've kind of implemented into this. Um, I wish I could just see more of it, <laughs> but instead I'm kind of... Landing, <laughs> standing, dying, um, and not kind of enjoying what it, what they could do. Um, I, I'm hoping that I don't know if either of you played like Resurgence Island or anything like that. It was a lot tighter of a map, similar amount of players. I think they knocked fifty, so it was a hundred, and it was a lot more action packed, kind of like your Fortnite, kind of like uh, your Apex, where kind of everywhere has someone, so you best be on your, you know. You, you can't get away from it. So you're shooting regardless as opposed to long stretches of nothingness. Um, I think we played for third person as well, um, which is different. They didn't do that for the original Warzone. And that was fine yeah, enough. Only, only available in trios, it looks like. Yeah, I think. So Call of Duty's model has been kind of um, bringing out modes and taking them away, replacing them with other things. 
So I don't think that will stay as a trio thing. It could be a quads. It could be a duos, uh, like some way down the line. Um, but yeah, it's it it it, it felt okay. It, it wasn't as because I think PUBG you can go from first person to third person in the same mode, and maybe something like that would be a bit more tactile. You know, kind of going in third person to look around areas and kind of seeing possibly seeing rooftops and seeing if people are on them and then going into first person when you need to fire. Um, so yeah, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of little improvements that kind of make it worthy of a 2.0, I'd say not kind of more so than Overwatch 2.0. Um, ah, zing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got you Activision Blizzard with your other Activision Blizzard game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Screw you Activision. Um, Activision did Activision better than you did. Yeah. I think final thoughts. If you didn't like what didn't like Warzone on the first attempt and you couldn't get into it, you will not get into this one. Like for sure you will not get into this one. I think it's got, because people have been playing for years, there is this barrier of entry now of like your skill capability and if you're not there, then it's just it's just pain. It's just like you can't get good, essentially. So, which is a shame, but there's 25 million people playing it. Surely there's newcomers that are coming in, but you can't find them. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, if you want to play it, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. You should have done it two years ago. Yeah, you should have started two years ago. See, I'm a big fan of Warzone. I really like the first one. Um, I just wasn't very good at it, but I enjoyed the map. I enjoyed tearing it around. I liked how different it was to Fortnite, that I could enjoy it as a separate royale. For sure. And it's such a Call of Duty experience that, um, you know, the fast pacing and the running gunning, you know, this classic Call of Duty stuff. And they do they do hand-to-hand combat, you know, better than a lot of other games do. And so that's what makes it so exciting. But yeah, two point is just a it's just a completely different beast. Mm. It doesn't it, it doesn't feel as tactile. It doesn't feel as um, I don't know what the word is, but it doesn't feel as welcoming. Like it yeah. really has been made for the hardcore. Yeah, I think um, so too. And that's how it feels. And I think like how Fortnite went from chapter one to chapter two, the map, the verticality of it, kind of not just necessarily the buildings, but kind of the island is so much more increased like compared to Warzone 1 it was quite flat and I think that's what and that coupled with kind of audio issues that people are getting from not being able to hear footsteps it's really promoting just sitting there and waiting out um, which isn't Call of Duty like no matter what one you've played if it's even a battle royale like those modes that they, they are like a the fast paced shooter in the genre really aren't they um and it, I just wish Not it would feel that, like that a bit more. Yeah, and the UI is horrific, and everything's just such a pain in the ass to get to. Yeah, um, it's such an unwelcoming menu system. <laughs> just, yeah, the UI just continues to be really, really poor in Call of Duty games, and I wish they'd take care of it. But you know, there we are. Um, there's no news to this really. Nothing to really discuss. But it's just you know, it's just I wanted to get your thoughts on Warzone really more than anything else. I think. This was a way in. Um, Mars, what did you make of your time with Warzone 2.0? I'm going to be honest. I enjoyed spending the time playing with both of you, but I did not enjoy Warzone itself. I just... 
it kind of justified to me why I never played the first one. And I don't know if that's an unfair kind of conclusion to come to, given this is a different experience. But like, I just found it, like you guys said, very unwelcoming. The map is too big. There's too much downtime of doing nothing, only for some camping dickhead to then shoot you in the back with a sniper. And then you're out the game and you have to start again. I think there's slight quality of life, very minor things that make a big difference to my willingness to want to keep playing it. So things like with Fortnite, you can hop into a match very quickly. You don't have any stupid intro cutscene or like animation or secret loading screen, which Call of Duty has quite a few of in Warzone 2. Um, like I don't want to watch that stupid thing of the plane firing out flares and then our team like high-fiving each other on the way out. I don't care. I just want to get into the game and I want to shoot people. Every time. It's so annoying. Like, even if I could just skip it in the options menu and I could just have a blank screen instead, I think that would still be preferable. Um, And, yeah, I'm always a bit stuck with Call of Duty now because of the skill-based matchmaking as to whether I'm genuinely just shit at the game um, in terms of Warzone, because I feel like I do okay in the multiplayer. Um, But in Warzone, it just, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm like a quarter of the player I am in the regular multiplayer, and I don't understand what the difference is between the modes because it should, in theory, still play the same. Um, so I'm not at all interested in actually going back onto Warzone at all. I think I will keep Modern Warfare 2 to hop in for a game of the actual online every now and then, but I, I genuinely didn't enjoy the Warzone experience, and I don't know if that's because it's too slow a battle royale for me, and I have the, the attention span of a gnat, or whether it's just like an experience that needs to be improved, um, or like you guys have talked about, maybe it's not for me, because I'm not someone who's going to play it religiously or in a hardcore way. Um, so yeah, I've, I've bounced off it. Those few matches we played, and the couple I'd played on my own kind of prior to that, have kind of convinced me that it's not a mode for me. So, yeah, I'm not going to be sticking with that, I don't think. Wow, you're out like Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, just like Ronaldo. It's just it's mutual. It's on both parties' terms. They don't want me. I don't want them. It's good. Let's just end the contract and move on. <laughs> no no payout, just go. Just go. I'm happy to leave. I'll take my money and I'll run. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear, what a day. Um, Golden Joystick Awards Game of the Year is everyone's favourite multiplayer game. Elden Ring. It's, do you reckon it's because of the multiplayer that, that did it? Oh, it's, oh, it's got to be, hasn't it? <laughs> the, the, there's no better multiplayer experience in the world <laughs> than Elden Ring. Like, giving it game of the year, fine. Giving it multiplayer, no. What? What? I don't know how they've come to that. I don't get it. There is so much to say about it that will be a whole separate podcast, but <laughs> the fact that you... Start in one area with one person, you move on to that open area to a dungeon that, that you then have to reload a multiplayer session to be in that dungeon with that person. Yeah. Through the same old technique that you'd have to do through all the Souls games. Anyway, yeah. Um, multi- Elden Ring, Warzone, Battle Royale, when is that happening? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why so, don't uh, they announce that at the Golden Joysticks? <laughs> Do you imagine Look if you out. dropped in and you get like Melania's like katana straight away and you just straight up fuck everybody else in the game? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Look out for our How Did Elden Ring the Best Multiplayer Game Spoiler Special podcast coming very, very soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, one that we did miss was the Breakthrough Award, which went to freaking Vampire Survivors. Hell oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. Very deserving. I think. That. Well done, Vampire Survivors. Love that shit. Um, anyway, 
So yeah, um, a little bit more um, COD news. The Microsoft Activision acquisition rumbles on. Um, still nowhere near getting done. But um, a little thing has come out in regarding to Sony's part of the deal, because Sony is still banging on the door, crying their eyes out, wishing Call of Duty wouldn't go away. Microsoft this year have, this year, this week, has uh, claimed that Microsoft have recently reported that they offered Sony a deal that would see Call of Duty franchises remain on PlayStation for over 10 years. That's what Smaker told the New York Times that it had offered a 10-year deal to Sony on November 11th. Sony declined to comment on the claim. The future of the COD series as a multi-platform product is one of the key areas being examined by worldwide regulators. Scrutinizing Microsoft's proposed 50, sorry, 68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Of the 16 governments reviewing the deal, only Saudi Arabia and Brazil have approved it so far, although Microsoft says it expects Serbia to do so shortly. In September, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said Microsoft had committed to making COD available on PlayStation for several more years, after Sony's current deal with Activision expires, which will reportedly follow the release of a new game from Black Ops developer Treyarch next year. However, PlayStation boss Jim Bryan, who is seeking access to future Call of Duty games on equal terms in perpetuity, responded publicly by calling Microsoft's proposal for keeping the series on PlayStation consoles inadequate on many levels. Now, this is interesting because this has come out after Activision and PlayStation together have announced that 75% of sales of Modern Warfare 2 was on PlayStation. Seven... Let that sink in for a minute. I think... That um, is nuts. I think Sean brought up a good point of how that is a huge... Like when we were talking earlier in the Slack, how that was a huge undertaking of, um, you know, money for the company. It's a lot Um, of money. And I I think partly is that that is to do with the exclusive deal that they've got going as well as the kind of migration from PS4 being the favourable console to then PS5 kind of, you know, people not switching back, do you know what I mean? It's a bit flip-floppy, so they'll go from PS4 to PS5 because it's a lot easier. That there is a huge audience that have been playing Call of Duty on there for a while now and don't want to leave it. And I think Sean obviously said if like the plan would have been Call of Duty on Game Pass day one, um, which would hurt the sales so bad that, yeah, poor me, Sony. But I do think in one instance, like, oh, if there's all that money not going there, like, what does it say about kind of the stuff that Sony are a bit more passionate about on making kind of the smaller games and, you know, the the Sony published indie games and stuff like that? Is the would the money kind of be a bit more tighter in that aspect of their company now? If the they kind of look, if Xbox took that revenue away a little bit, um, and I'd I'd be quite it would be quite a shame for me personally if Sony wasn't able to support indies as much because of this loss. I mean, I don't know if it's a thing, if it you know if it is or not, but that was kind of me theorizing the effects of kind of this huge percentage kind of yeah i i, I you know I, I am no sales expert but like a 75 percent dip from that to potentially 30 or 40 percent is a significant amount of money it's nothing to scoff at for a company like that and i've been i've, I've been saying for this whole time was like you know you can look at it say say the next black up black ops 5 or whatever it's going to be called you know, you can buy it seventy quid on a PlayStation, or buy it, or have a day on for free on it on, on Game Pass. You know, which one are you going to do? 
and I, that's always been my, my my thinking. But these numbers make me kind of flip that and think maybe Sony have got nothing to worry about at all because COD now is so synonymous with PlayStation that maybe there isn't anything for them to worry about. Um... Game Pass will 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 hit it for sure, but maybe not. As significantly as we once yeah. thought, I think you've just got to think about kids that are growing up to to then get at an age where them and their friends are playing console games, um, and you're telling your mum or your dad or whoever your guardian, you're like, my friends are playing this and it's got this. My friend, my friends are playing Call of Duty. It's on Xbox for an Xbox you can get. <laughs> you know, as of this moment, £189. Um, and then you can get Game Pass, which has all these games, and it has Call of Duty, with all, which all my friends are playing. Um, th- that is like, oh, yeah, I'll get you that. Not as opposed to getting the console, getting the game, paying for the subscription service for the online, and then adding it all up. It's like, which one do you pick? And I think, obviously, the cheaper option is kind of the way forward, really. I do agree with you, but I kind of think back to when I was a kid, and even though there was the 360 at the time was the better console, and I think it was cheaper, I still bought everything on Sony. And I know Game Pass is a different prospect now, but like if I'd have gone to my parents and said, I want to play the new Call of Duty, all my friends have it, um, and I've got PlayStation or whatever, or like even if I didn't have a console at that point, I don't think my parents would have actually cared. They would have just bought it for whatever console I asked for it for. And if I said I want it on PlayStation, like they would have just gone with the one that's the easiest, you know, direction for them because a lot of parents don't particularly care in a lot of ways. Um, I do think that for a casual consumer, I'm not even sure many of them do particularly care about the difference between Sony and Xbox as much as we kind of acknowledge how good Game Pass is. And I think the sales for Call of Duty being on PlayStation, it's kind of a bit similar to like when the Tomb Raider reboot came out and they then made Rise of the Tomb Raider timed exclusive and it didn't sell because three quarters of the first Tomb Raider's um, sales came on PlayStation. And weirdly enough, it didn't sell any copies of Rise of the Tomb Raider because that player base didn't want that game. Um, and I do kind of veer on the side of Game Pass will definitely make an impact and it will move more people onto the ecosystem of Xbox. But I think Sony's like exclusive lineup is so strong and its branding has managed to do such a good job of bringing people who are quite loyal to that brand now I genuinely don't think it would have made as much difference as it would, you know, way back when. Um, and I think part of this kind of shows Microsoft's desperation of they desperately want to get Call of Duty because they need it much more than Sony actually do um, for Game Pass. They need to make Game Pass a seller. I was saying to you, Josh, the other day, I looked at Game Pass and the games that it's saying are kind of coming out soon, none of them are anything worth picking up an xbox for in my view anyway um from my perspective in comparison to sony where we've just had god of war and a lot of the game of the year nominations have been dominated by sony in quite a few categories 
And I just think to myself, it would be a loss, but equally, if Sony managed to get this deal to the point where Microsoft had to promise it for about 15 years that it's still going to be on Sony's consoles, even if it's on Game Pass, I think that's kind of what they're doing. I think they're just trying to push for the deal to be as watered down as possible so that they can keep COD as long as they can, probably with a view that they'll be able to start up a shooter franchise of their own to combat it by the time it then leaves. And I just... I wonder, if I was in Phil Spencer's position, knowing that 75% of the player base bought it on PlayStation consoles, would I actually be willing to take it off those consoles when that could be a really strong source of revenue for Microsoft? They could just like tax a percentage of every sale on Sony's console um, and make a shit ton of money off of them like without having to do anything extra. So I'm a bit like... I don't know. I feel very strange about the whole thing now because I feel like it's more desperate on Microsoft's side that they need Call of Duty to combat Sony more than Sony actually needs to keep Call of Duty on its platform, if that kind of makes any sense. Yeah, it's a weapon, isn't it? More than anything else. Yeah. It would seem at this point. Um, You know, Sony are really saying, like, you know, without Call of Duty, there is no game industry, essentially. And that's a terrifying thought. Yeah, it's really hyperbolic, isn't it? (laughs) But then, you know, then you see the numbers. You know, billions and billions of pounds every year is just called a G. Yeah. And, you know, someone's got to pay for these Crash 5s and Spyro (laughs) 3s, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, And so, yeah, it's it's a very interesting one. I'm going to be... It's fascinating. Once this still goes through, if it ever goes through... um, Which it still may not. You never know. These regulations may just come in and go, you know what, Microsoft, no. This is ridiculous. Um, I guess we'll see, but the day that it does go through, Microsoft are going to throw every single Activision game on Game Pass on day one. Mm. And there's nothing Sony can do about it, really. Uh, uh, unless, you know, they shake the hands of the goodwill of Phil Spencer. But as we've discovered, Phil Spencer is a snake. You know, he's all nicey-nicey <laughs> on stage, and he's all lovely for the fans <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You know, he knows what he's doing. He's a brutal businessman. That man is a yeah. brutal businessman. Yeah. You know, he is a he is an absolute visionary. Mm-hmm. And what he can do from what he has done for Microsoft is and, and Xbox as a whole is unreal. They absolutely flipped it on its head and you know made eventually the last half of the Xbox One a huge success. And you know, has seen great success with the series. And so and that's Phil Spencer, man. He is a Nasty piece of work. And not enough people say that about him. But it's true. Damn it. You gotta learn the truth. Okay, Phil Spencer will will fuck your nan for exclusivity. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not the caption, I'm gonna riot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it just proves, isn't it, that money's the answer to everything. For, it is. I mean Yeah, pretty uh, much. But I, I think I think when I say that it's kind of from a new perspective where the money is not an uh, not an option on how much they're willing to throw at something to acquire it like to the point of it probably won't even come at a, a profit by the end but no. the fact that they'll have it is just worth that um so it's just madness overall because i can't see an end game with microsoft mm. having all of this and what they're going to do with it and will it profit by the end by how much they are spending on acquiring games for game pass and you know bethesda being and like having like starfield first party exclusive um 
and then Activision doing well after a few years doing the same essentially that we can predict um yeah. like what are they going to get after that because i don't know for the if it's the player base they've got now and not much more they've lost essentially yeah I they're committing a massive amount for not very much gain really yeah uh starfield <laughs> that was supposed to be out right now wasn't it yeah the original yeah. date yeah You'd all, be, you, you'd all be fighting over it in the bloody slack. <laughs> oh, no, we're not Xbox players, really. So, I, I, I'm not even, I don't even think it's going to be all that when it comes out. I think it's going to be another Bethesda mess. I th- I'm in the same boat. Who's got a series? Is it just me and Sean? Paul, Andy, I oh, think Paul's are also, well. also Xbox. Okay. Okay. Starfield, the fight begins. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it out. It's going to be on Key Pass, but I am. Um, oh yeah. There is no, there is no hype whatsoever on my end for this thing. No, so, no, me either. You'll get to play it. And obviously, it'll be on PC Key Pass as well, won't it? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably pick it up on Game Pass and give it a try. But like, oh, Starfield. It's like, oh, guys. Here's Starfield. It was just such generic frame dropping. Like, oh, guys, is this what Starfield is? Well done. It just looked like every it's the best they could botched, show. Yeah, it's like every botched Bethesda, like clunky looking thing that we've seen for the last fifteen years, just in space. Yeah. Whereas in it, we could be looking like this time next year, Game Pass could look completely really different. It could look every Call of Duty ever made is on there. All the Wolfensteins, freaking Goldeneye is going to be on there next year. Oh yeah. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a shooter's paradise. And um, you know, so does him like hey, we've got kill zone. <laughs> you say nice. that though, but but nobody bought Wolfenstein either, and I love those games. I think they're absolutely brilliant, but no one bought them. Yeah. So I really enjoyed Youngblood and no one no one else did. I thought it was great. Yeah, you were the only one. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought I thought the story was really fun, but everyone was like, No, it's not Wolfenstein. This is not hashtag not my Wolfenstein. <laughs> Fuck you! Not, not my right stark. These aren't mine. These aren't mine, Nazi bastards. Hang on, this isn't my BJ. What? <laughs> um, oh my god, Man United are selling the club. Fuck you know what is going on? God, see what happens when you sell Ronaldo. They're like, should we sell the club as well? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Screw it. Why not? Oh God, Elon Musk is going to buy Man United, isn't he? Oh my God, imagine! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's get into I guess PS5 and Xbox overall because last week uh, was the two-year anniversary of the PS5 and the Xbox Series S slash X being released, and it's been two years already, and I can't quite believe it's been that long. But um, here we are. Um, staring at our shiny new machines and I guess uh, give them a little bit of a post-mortem right now see what's going on, how we feel about the, how we feel about the generations overall so far um, Josh how are, we, uh, how are we enjoying this new generation you know I think the kind of initial thoughts on the console uh, is what I had it's, uh, I had the same uh, sentiment that it wasn't necessarily Kind of the games that kind of like really pushed hard the hardware it was more kind of like the convenience of that it offers to you um 
whether it's like the quickness of the UI or the quick starts of the games, um, the SSDs. I think it's <laughs> it's actually kind of made me a bit of a lazy gamer and kind of going more towards digital and just enjoying being able to use it like in such a more efficient way than the last gen console. Um, I also think it kind of in these past two years had maybe a stronger lineup of games overall um, compared to say uh, PlayStation 4 in 2014. I'm speaking as someone who kind of has played those generations on console. Um, And I think unfortunately for Xbox Series X, they've kind of not got much first party stuff to talk about. Um, But yeah, I think the, the breadth of games is impressive compared for it being kind of very early doors still for the, the generation cycle. Um, but I do think um, PS4 kind of leapt on to being exclusively PS4. If you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a cross gen title. Um, it was only on play. You could only play it on the new gen. And we, we still really aren't getting those four first party games. Um, I mean, even God of War Ragnarok came out two weeks ago, and that you can play that on the PS4. Um, so we're still—I think it's still really early doors for what the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are capable of in terms of kind of the graphical fidelity, um, the just the general feel of the game, because it's been—it's been kind of like not not. Uh, what's the word kind of it's not being held back necessarily by last gen but it's got to work for both um so i'm curious is if uh either of you guys kind of have the same thoughts yeah I guess so, yeah oh, sorry sorry ross you go uh, sorry um i do i mean like i said this week i've been sort of going jump, jumping into sony's triple a's and playing horizon and god of war and wondering if they were just based on the power of the PS5, just how gorgeous they could look. Mm. Um, I don't. I haven't seen either one run on PS4, so I don't really know how they how they run there. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they make the PS4 sound like they're about to fucking take off into oblivion, <laughs> um, as the Outer Worlds did, and the Last of Us Part Two. Um, but yeah. I don't. I yeah. I think you're right. I think holding it back is like it's not the right word, but it's like it definitely has to be a cut off, isn't there? About whether yeah, or not there's there's compromises, isn't there? Yeah, that's um, the one, yeah. I think I don't know if it's the, my kind of biggest disappointment for this current gen is choosing between frame rate or choosing between graphical fidelity. Um, oh man, the hard lives we lead right now. <laughs> it's the biggest first world problem. But do you know what I mean? Like, do you want to play in 4K or do you want 60 frames per second? Um, I don't know if it's if it's a case of they're having to optimise for two different gens, so this is the way that we have to do it. Or we've been sold a product that can't actually do both for these big titles. Um, but I know they can because Spider-Man... Uh, Miles Morales, after a patch, you could get 4K and 60 frames. I don't think there was um, the reflections. I can't remember the name of them. 
Rage Racing. Rage, Rage Racing. Racing. Yeah, that's the one. That's the uh, that's the number. I don't know if it had ray tracing, but it was 4K 60 frames per second. Like Eventually, they added. There was like I think they added because it went 60 frames, then it went 4K 60 frames, and then it went 4K 60 frames with ray tracing. So I think they got there eventually. Ah, oh, see, yeah. so I'm hoping for more of that out of the gate. Because, um, like, my issue when I was playing Horizon was that I had to pick between the two, and both of them were such good options separately that I kind of, I mean, I normally am now opting for performance these days because 60 frames being spoiled by that for the current generation. It's a game changer. Like yeah. I rolled my I rolled my eyes when PC players were like, "Well, can you think about the frames?" And I'm like, "I don't care. I play games. I enjoy them." And now I've <laughs> got the sixty frames. I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're kind of right." You know, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I can't well, go I was back. like that for such a long time. <laughs> and it was it was um, it was Spider Man that did it. Yeah, I remember for me the, too. the difference was so significant. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, or right, I I am that guy now. I'm afraid. Yeah, but yeah, Spider Man did that for me. Insomniac made it uh, impossible to turn away, and they did it the same with Ratchet and Clank. Yes, with uh, Rift Apart, you know, I and mean, that's that's such a stunningly beautiful game. And yeah, you can't I can't play that at anything other than sixty frames. No, not at all. Just that person now. I'm sorry. You only apologise, <laughs> <laughs> Miles. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I really kind of agree. I think I've really enjoyed the console generation so far. I still think on a availability standpoint, I think both consoles came out a year too early. I think they both companies would have done better delaying them another year and having many more of them more readily accessible at launch for more people. I think the scalping issues really deterred a lot of people from being able to jump into this generation. I think that was a shame. Having said that, I think the first two years in terms of exclusives, particularly on Sony's side, has been incredibly strong already. We've already had Returnal, we've had Ratchet and Clank, you've had Demon Souls, Miles Morales, we've had God of War, Horizon. We've had a bunch of really incredibly good games within the first year or two. And the PlayStation 4 had Knack, Killzone, Infamous, and a couple of other ones until Bloodborne came out pretty much two years after it released. The, the difference is huge in terms of what we've had available to us so quickly from Sony. And I know we kind of did moan a little bit. I think it was last year, didn't we, that we weren't quite being told enough about the games we wanted to see. But I think this year, the titles that Sony have put out have been excellent. Um, and that's not even throwing in some of the, you know, double A things like Stray or Kenner or Kino or whatever. Um, so from my personal perspective... Whoa, wait, think... wait, wait. You, mean, you mean PlayStation game of the year, Stray? Yes, that one. Yep. Yes, that one. Um, So I think from, you know, from my perspective, I've really enjoyed the launch of these two. I think Xbox's side Game Pass has been a massive game changer, and I think it's quite a a phenomenal offering, even if the Series X hasn't had, or rather PC and Series X haven't had the games necessary to match them on Microsoft's side just yet. But we know that's coming. Um, So I think the second half of the life cycle of the Series X for Microsoft is going to be a really big one when all of these IPs that they finally purchased and maybe even Activision, if they're there at that point, um, really come to the fore. I think we'll have quite a an interesting second half of the generation on our hands. In terms of the performance and graphics modes, and I genuinely never cared at all about frame rates until I played Devil May Cry 5 on the PlayStation 5 in performance mode. 
And my God, that game is just disgustingly incredible to play in that mode. Um, and then obviously getting this PC, I've seen actually what happens when you can have even above 60 FPS and the difference it can make in terms of the smoothness and the experience. Um, I will always pick performance mode now just because I think actually like God of War and Horizon are so beautiful that I genuinely, even when I put it into the graphics mode, it does look a bit better, sure. But I'm at the point where I'm like, games look so good now. I don't really care if I lose a little bit of that goodness at the moment for the benefit of more people being able to play those games while the consoles are still difficult. Well, they're a bit easy to get hold of now, but um, and when games look this good. Um, I do agree. I think once they are made fully developed for these platforms only we're going to be blown away even more than we already have been but at the moment i'm quite satisfied with where it is i don't feel like i've been kind of shortchanged or like you said like sacrifice wasn't quite the right word but slight compromises to it um they've not particularly bothered me as much i do think we've come across other issues like the user interfaces still kind of aren't great the sony store system wasn't good for a while um you know, they've had issues that they've had to fix and their basic features still missing. Like you still can't have a theme on the PlayStation 5 and that sucks because I've got loads of really great themes on the PS4. Um, so it's little things like that that I think are still being worked out. But I'd say on the whole, I think this console generation for the first two years of its life cycle, it's, it's done pretty well and we've had some pretty phenomenal experiences. So, you know, considering the time that they came out and what they've had to do in those times... Um, I think they've done about as well as they probably could have done, minus a few bad decision makings and poor communications at times. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. I think Xbox have done very well this uh, this year. Um, not in releasing of video games because they, yeah. they, they they don't really want to do that anymore, apparently. Yeah. Um, but they're they're acquiring self left, right, and center. Phil Spencer's being a freaking badass, yeah. um, bringing Microsoft. Up to the level that they are now, and cutting sixty quid off the S on Black Friday is such a genius move. Yeah, they're going to sell so many S's this week. It's just unreal. Um, and yet the Series S is a, is a great machine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is a Game Pass machine for those people who don't want to buy games every week. Yeah, and it is a masterstroke in business because yeah, we don't all need Series Xs. Did I get a Series X? Yes, I did. Um, I got <laughs> one because it's, because, you know, I've got a shiny telly and I want that maximum experience. Um, can I play Fortnite now 120 FPS on my TV? Yes. Yes, I can. And it's beautiful. Um, and I can't get back again. You know, this is a problem. Um, <laughs> 60 frames is now my 30 frames and it's an issue. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> 60 is the new 30. 120 yeah. is the new 30. It, it's, it's felt very modular, this kind of like uh, new generation. Um, when I say that, I mean like it is it, really up to you and it's almost like you can have it mostly your way. It's not an absolute leap in technology from uh, PS4, Xbox One to the PS5, but it's given you options that, have like, that you've not had before. Yeah. And those mm. options has like just made gaming in general more welcoming and a better experience, um, which is hard to say at the, on the first couple of years of any generation for a while uh, with what they offer. Like this has offered outside of games more options to you know enjoy it. 
yeah, completely I mean, cloud streaming, cloud streaming is coming to the fore now as well. Um, I don't know everyone is into it, but um, it helps me out a whole lot when I'm doing my twenty four hour shifts at work. Um, I use it every night, pretty much, and and it works seamlessly. I suppose cloud gaming is vastly better than um, PS Five Remote Play. There's a genuine like a genuine difference in quality, um, and being able to play like I was trying to play Sonic Frontiers over PS Five Remote Play. And it's a Sonic game. You can't have lag in your in your movements, and there's just lag. And it's like, oh, well, this is useless. I can't do anything with this. Um, but I'd stick on cloud gaming and play, you know, a couple of rounds of Fortnite, and it'd be seamless. And that's over like twenty megabyte connections. You know, that's it shows how good the, the good the system is. Yeah, and I think that will be a future. That that's a future that Xbox seems to be counting on. Is yeah. you can play this on whatever the hell you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Buy a console, buy a console, that's great. But if not, it doesn't matter. You can play it there. And, you know, that's something that they really strive towards. And i got to give them credit for that. They just need to release some games now. Yeah, um, They've got all these studios, and I feel like, like last year they said next year is the one. Next year is the one. And then everything got delayed. Fable Fable just hired a writer. It's like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. it's, it's still years off. And... Perfect Dark went through a load of trouble. Um, no sign of Gears or Halo kind of crashed and burned when it came out, which was really disappointing. And so they've got to start getting some stuff out. Otherwise, you know, this is going to be a real problem. There's yeah. so much riding on Starfield. If that game doesn't like yeah. score nines and tens across the board, it's just, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I think there's yeah, a little bit of hu- hu- hubris. There's a little bit of hubris going on from. Uh, Microsoft side of being like, just you wait, like just yeah. you wait, and then yeah, we we've got been. so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then thing, and then news comes out on kind of development hell for a lot of these titles that we've been supposedly waiting for, and it's just like, ah, uh, I don't know, like um, that contraband. Yeah, uh, we saw we saw a a logo reveal. Trailer, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that was that was two years ago. Oh my god! I'm like, what the? F- what is going on? It are they actually making games or are they just making trailers? Like, what is going on? At these <laughs> they're just making a series games? of logos. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, maybe we'll see something at the game awards. I assume something will come out there. Um, I, they've, you've got to hope the Microsoft have something up their sleeve for the game awards. Yeah. And um, I know it's not this year, but fiscal year, if you talk in terms of like April to April, we've still got a. PSVR two coming, yep, yep, and that's technically year two for Sony, um, which is mental. That is like more hardware for a current gen console compared to. Uh, <laughs> don't want to compare. It feels unfair. Like what? Take like just uh, punching down on the marks of this point with it. But they've you've obviously spoken about their amazing capabilities, but. It just feels endless. Like we're in, we're going to be have on our third year of PlayStation, and we're already having another VR cycle with VR games that are for that console. Yeah. And we don't have games for Microsoft. And there's three Final Fantasy games coming out in the next year as well. Like one of them being this month or next month. But like Sony still have plenty in the pipeline for the next year. It's a bit yeah. crazy, really. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, 
I've got nothing but respect for Microsoft, as you know, as I've said already. You know, I think the Xbox Series is a fantastic machine, and I think it has a bright future ahead of it. But that's all it is right now. Yeah, it's a it promise. Is what's to come, you know, and that isn't good enough, really. Um, when Sony can bash out Forbidden West and Ragnarok in the same year, mm-hmm. and then two months later a VR headset comes out, it's like what? <laughs> you know, it just yeah. it shows the difference and. You know, I think Microsoft didn't expect this Activision thing to go on as long as it has. Probably, um, not. I think they probably expected it to be done and dusted by now. Um, and so they could promise like new CODs and new Spyros and new crashes, but things have been delayed um, quite significantly due to the the size of the deal. And I think Sony are just like kicking back, really, to be honest, right now and going, "Yeah, it's all good. We're fine." You know, Final Fantasy, as you say, Crisis Core and um, Rebirth is that the next twelve months? Yeah, and then Final Fantasy Sixteen's meant to come out next year. I'm so dubious about that one, but that's meant to come out next year too. Yeah, that's got an exclusivity, though, isn't it? For, for six I mean, months. Yeah, 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 six months. Yeah, so Phil Spencer can put that in a bloody showcase one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's coming to Game Pass eventually. I promise, it really is. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, yeah, if you're listening to this thinking we're shitting on, I'm really not. I think the system is fantastic. I love my Xbox, and I love Among Us on Xbox. I have a great time playing it on there. Um, me and me and my friends finally there's campaign co-op on Infinite, so I'm going to jump into that with, uh, with 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 my mates soon enough. You know, there's plenty to get excited. About. Forza Horizon Five, like I said last year, was one of my favorite games of the year, and mm. you know, it's like they have these games, but and and they're coming out. But Halo was a year ago now. Yeah, and yeah. nothing that massive has come out since then, just for Xbox. And I will say, I tried Scorn as well, and Scorn didn't really set the world alight, and I tried it, played 45 minutes of it, and bounced off it, and, you know, the beauty of Game Pass is that you can try a game for 30 minutes and decide you're not in it. So, yeah, it's difficult, because Microsoft need games that keep you invested, and they don't just have that yet. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of work I think they need to do to actually sell us that they can make good exclusives. But you can see the difference in priority. Like, Xbox are making hardware and a service which is all-encompassing. Sony's like, we make games, and we make good games, and we're going to release a lot of them, so just enjoy the games if you want to. And that's just where the different, like, focuses are. Yeah, I mean, they're doing great with, like, getting double A's and indies onto Game Pass, like Vampire Survivors and Somerville. And Pentiment, I've not played yet, but by all accounts, it's a great game. Um, Return to Monkey Island is fantastic. You know, getting a Plague Tale on Game Pass was a... was was huge. Yeah, that's pretty big. Um, um, but you know, it's like you've got to start making games, guys. That's what you're here for. You know, there, there's a massive Xbox audience that is still waiting for a new Gears and are still waiting for you know their favorite franchises to come back. They're still waiting for Killer Instinct. For God's sake, what's that happen? Is that is that happening anytime soon? What about Everwild? You know, it's just it's one thing after another with Xbox right now. And until they come out and go, right, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Next year, could they could absolutely storm it next year. You know? Um, they could take Christmas quite easily next year if they actually get some stuff out. Um, <laughs> Big F. <laughs> if, if Sony, you know, if I mean, there's no FIFA next year so far. You know, no one's announced yet who's taking that FIFA branding. Um, I don't know why no one's announced that yet. I, you'd figure we'd know that by now, but um, it's it's weird that we haven't heard anything, considering that 
yeah, you once you get the once you get the license, you need something to make the game. And so maybe there won't be a FIFA next year at all. Maybe they're gonna have to put it off till twenty twenty four. Yeah, maybe. You know, there will be a, an, an EA Sports football game, but it won't be FIFA. And that's that's really interesting as well. Now, what does the game industry look like without FIFA every year? You know, that's that's another big one that's going to be interesting next year. And it's oh, it's always very exciting. A lot of things are changing next year. It's going to be really interesting. And there's so much coming out next year as well. Um, it's going to be a hell of a year. So, yeah, we better work a lot to pay for all these games. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hard on the wallet. And, uh, and hope that Toby doesn't get all the code. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saves the AAA for the rest of us. Yeah. Can you believe the audacity on that man to cry about not getting uh, code for Evil West? <laughs> it it kind of reminded me of like the Woody Harrelson meme where he's like crying into money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these games I've already reviewed. <laughs> if you don't know, we uh, we had um, we got code for Evil West, which was a PC code, which went to Miles because he had a PC capable of running it. And Thanks, Ross. Sorry, that's what I do. And um, and then to- Toby, who has in the past what six weeks reviewed a Plato Requiem, yeah, Gotham Knights, yeah, and our first ever Sony first party code in God of War Ragnarok. Big stuff, and big stuff, big stuff. And he still had the audacity to kick off about not having not getting Evil West code. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Toby, we love you, man. I mean, the first two Requiem and. You know, Gotham Knights, he had his name on it, which is fair. That's how we do yeah. it at Finger Guns. Something comes out, you get your name on it, you do the coverage for it, you get the code. That's how it works. But Ragnarok, we had no idea if we were going to get it, so we just put it into a hat. <laughs> and whose name comes out? Toby. <laughs> it's always the way. So yeah, maybe I'll save us some triple A's next year. Yeah, maybe. Um, of course, you know, VR2 is, well, it's expensive, is what it is. Um, five thirty or five eighty with Horizon. Um, so yeah, that's not a day one. That's going to be a. Uh, I'll save up for it for a while. Um, let's see, Man United were ten billion. Do you want to go in on it, Mars? Me and you. Ten billion. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Why not? It's pocket change. Yeah. I mean, my OnlyFans. I mean, between you and Josh's profits from my OnlyFans, I'm sure you'll make that in a weekend. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh, you want to get in on this? Uh, no, I don't. You know that, <laughs> wow. that ten that ten billion. I think uh, I think I would just I'd buy all the games. You know, <laughs> all of them, <laughs> all of them, all the games. <laughs> I'd buy Phil Spencer. Why not? <laughs> that won't even get you twenty percent of Activision Blizzard. Could you, oh. could, could you buy Jeff Keighley and sack him? Um, I could try. I, that, I don't. The, que- the question is though: sack him from where? Just where or doing... what or when does he actually do anything? From doing any job ever, you can just put him on a plane. It's like, like a, a remote island. It? Yeah, he's like a whack-a-mole. Like you, he's down in some place, and then he'll be right back in the other one to just strike him in there. Just you can pay to make him sign an NDA where he never gets to discuss any video game in any format in any way ever again. I'll I'll sign I'll get him to sign an NDA for that one last thing because that one last thing is <laughs> crap. He's been doing some interesting tweets recently, as he does before the game awards. 
course. Where he like he, he teases what's to come and stuff. And he did a um someone asked her about Xbox and he put five dots in a tweet. And I was like, hmm. Nothing right. more, nothing less. So either there's nothing coming from Microsoft at all, or <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> or or something uh something made is gonna go. But you know, oh. Too many conversations with Kojima. <laughs> oh, God. Being that cryptic. Learning oh, God, the see, best. Kojima has got an Xbox game coming out. Is that ever going to come out? Yeah. 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 That leaked footage, least... that's going to be Game Awards stuff for Xbox. At least Kojima knows how to finish a game, I suppose. Eventually. I mean, he barely managed to... Well, he didn't finish Metal Gear Solid Five, so, you know, but that was that was Konami's <laughs> I'm, that one. I'm not bitter about it, but I am still bitter about it that that game's not finished. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, let's move on <laughs> to, um, to uh, recommendations. This is where we find something that we've seen throughout the week that I want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a game, a TV show, a comic book, a movie, a chair, or a mattress. Uh, Josh. Uh, so I watched it just before this because I was like, I need to get something out there because <laughs> I've got nothing to recommend. Um, I just watched the documentary Stutz um, by Jonah Hill on Netflix. Um, it's essentially... Was this the one about his therapist? Yeah, it's essentially his journey about his therapist, um, kind of where he started and where he got to in the end by the end of making the film um jonah that is and then through the lens of his therapist and kind of learning more about him and his practices on what he's come up with uh with therapy um and it was a really interesting watch it slightly emotional at, at times if you've ever had any kind of thoughts on your own mental health or others um, there's definitely bits in there that you can resonate with and hopefully, which I think is Jonah Hill's intention to take on with you to practice as well. It's not a be end, a be all or end all by any means. Um, it is not also a free therapy session for the price of the a subscription to Netflix. Um, but I think my biggest takeaway is that I appreciate that it's, going to possibly open up a dialogue for someone that is yet to do so um, when talking about their own mental health and being open for that discussion. Um, I think I am talking about it and I'm the least qualified at finger guns to talk about it um, as there are actual professions among us. Um, But yeah, I think definitely give it a watch if you have even a passing interest on how the mind works and how you feel. Um, and hopefully you'll get something out of it. Um, Cause that's what I definitely got a little bit out of it. It's very, um, I think my one complaint is it is very about themselves and you can take that as being a bit ego centric, but it's therapy. Like what do you expect at the same time? Um, so don't, judge it too harshly on that because it is just about the two it's about his therapist philip Stutz and uh jonah hill but yeah i highly recommend it that's a good recommendation yep um i'll second that go and check it out uh very soon where can we find it uh it's out now on netflix netflix go check it out on netflix 
Um, yeah, good shout. Uh, Miles Thompson. Josh, what was your game of the week again? It was Ship of Fools. Okay, Ooh. yes, it wasn't. Okay, all right, cool. I'm going to talk about Save Room then. Um, but first, I do want to reiterate Josh's one. Um, it's a show that I also, or a film rather, I guess, that me and Kat are also planning to watch as well because we watched the trailer for it and Kat had told me about it. Um, and I was like, that sounds really cool. And it's quite interesting you say about like the whole like egocentric thing because therapy kind of is <laughs> in a really kind of weird roundabout way. It is like a very egocentric kind of place to be um but it's obviously designed in a helpful sense or meant to be in a helpful sense obviously um so it's quite interesting you mentioned that so i'm quite intrigued to like watch it and see what kind of comes out from it because obviously being a therapist myself it'll be really weird watching somebody else doing the same thing that i kind of do but it sounds like this dude's very very much more qualified even well above anything i could do um Please so i just wanted your to... patience about your saturnalia mask only fans a uh, too late. Oh, <laughs> how, do you, how do you think I treat them? No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> before you go, before you go, this might help you. Have a oh, link. Wow. They're gonna need therapy. Oh, scan God. this. Scan this QR code and find all you need to. Oh, it's just happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I do not condone any of what was just said. Uh, um, but yeah, so I'm quite intrigued to like hop in and see that. Uh, my recommendation is a little video game called Endzone A World Apart. Uh, it's very similar to most post-apocalyptic like colony sim games. I've recently played Floodland and I also played uh, Surviving the Aftermath last year as well. Um, very similar in style. The world's been ravaged and destroyed and it was this kind of little indie game um where you kind of set up your colony you have to build them back up from ashes and you research new technologies new buildings all that kind of stuff um you can set on like expeditions and explore the world and it's all kind of generated each time that you start a new map um so you get like a fresh map or landscape each time um it's got loads of kind of customizable stuff to make it easier or harder for yourself it's got like radiation storms and sandstorms and floods and all sorts um but it's really fun. I'm enjoying it. I've come across a glitch, which is really, really annoying, though, um, which is where you like go on an expedition and you have to like tell your people what to do on the expedition. But if you like interact with it too quickly, like the buttons disappear from the prompts, so you can't press anything. So all you can do is press L1 and R1 to shift through all the things that you should be able to interact with. But you can't interact with anything. You can't pause it. You can't do anything, which is really annoying. Um but other than that, it's a really, really kind of satisfying colony sim. I've been playing it on like a normal difficulty so I can actually just enjoy playing it. Um, and it's a nice kind of change of pace when I just need a break from how good and breathtaking God of War is. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend it if you're into the kind of strategy nerd type games that I'm becoming well known for at this point. <laughs> you're a big freaking nerd. Honestly, I feel like I've really embraced it the last year, haven't I? Like, I've just really gone have. with it now. You really have. You really have. <laughs> this is who I am, damn it. Yeah, I'm owning it now. I, um, I was going to say, I've got the Saturnalia mask and I've got nerd stuff. That's all I need. No, I'm kidding. Um, what about you, Roscoe? Well, thanks so much for asking. I'm going to flip the uh, tone a little bit and say I watched a Christmas musical this week on Apple TV called Spirited, starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. And I had a bloody lovely time with this film. It's really nice. It is a interesting take on The Christmas Carol um, where Ryan Reynolds plays um, the douchebag that has to be saved by the ghost of Christmas present and past and future. 
And the interesting kind of spin on it is that it's all about the ghosts and it's about their story and their legacy and how they got into their position that they're in. And it's a really fun movie. Um, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds together, as you would expect, is just a cracking pairing of chemistry. Um, it just really, really works. There's some great tunes in there. There's a great song called Good Afternoon, which I highly recommend to go and listen to if you haven't already. Um, even if you kind of listen to it outside of the context, it's just a very, very funny song. And um, by the end of it, I was kind of laughing and cheering. It's a really entertaining, two, it's a two-hour film, so it's a bit bit of a long one for a Christmas movie, I think. But it's just full of joy. It's full of spirit, and as it should be, given the title. It's great and um, highly, highly recommended. Uh, something new to watch um, this Christmas. Add it to your Christmas kind of movie rotation and um, you'll have a great time with it. It's uh, really unique and really different. And, um, you know, you can't go wrong with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell and a great performance as well from Octavia Spencer. Uh, so, yeah, don't miss it. It's a lot of fun. If you want something a little different, a little jolly in your life, Spirited, available on Apple TV. Uh, do check it out as soon as you can. Uh, right, then. I can see by the muted uh, sides of my colleagues that they're both very excited about Spirited. And uh, they're, they're, they're maybe too out. excited. As I've, soon as possible. I was I muted because I, I couldn't control already myself. <laughs> yeah, I just I couldn't even cope with it. Like, I was just exploding on mute. I ran to my TV to try and get it. I've already bought it on three different services. <laughs> Well, it's only on Apple TV, Miles. You don't be, you know. Uh, two two now, of them, mate. two of them were not necessarily uh, legal. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. That's, uh huh. That's being spirited. That is ah, nice, nice. And that's the old, that's the opposite of what that film is. <laughs> you Scrooge. Yeah. I'm not about the Christmas spirit. Evidently not. Too busy playing the world's favorite multiplayer game, Elden Ring, aren't you? That's what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm just hopping into the multiplayer on Elden Ring just to re-experience how good its multiplayer was. I should stress, the Golden Joystick Awards are voted just by the gamers, by the public. Um, oh, but so... we're all idiots. <laughs> yeah, it's we very, don't very know true. what we like. <laughs> we shouldn't be allowed to vote for anything, and the last few years should be fucking proof of that. But... <laughs> Why yeah, do they oh, keep okay, trusting yeah. us with this decision? Like, we're not good at this. The majority of video game players counted Elden Ring as the best multiplayer game of the year. <laughs> Those people anyway. voted for Brexit. Indeed. Indeed. That's pretty <laughs> terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> um, right then, let's get to Out This Week. And Out This Week, there's not much, uh, to be fair. So best. it's a really good time to jump back into your backlog. Check out the wonders of multiplayer with your family in Elden Ring. Um, get out your, your Switch Joy-Cons and play that together. <laughs> play that together. Um, golf is coming to Nintendo Switch Sports um, next month, if you've been waiting on Golf uh, to come to Nintendo Switch Sports. Uh, only, currently only £30 everywhere in the uh, the, in the uh, Black Friday deals, for, which isn't... It's a pretty good, um, uh, pretty good, um, good value, to be honest. I haven't picked it up yet myself, but I'm tempted to. For sure, because my Switch is just sitting there doing very, very little right now. And uh, I need something to to wake it up again. So let's see, where are we? November twenty second. Sorry, the website's taking bloody ages to load. Twenty second, twenty second is just Dad's twenty twenty three is out 
today. So if you want to get involved in that dark, deep, apocalyptic, miserable world that is Just Dance, do go and check it out on all the systems today. And November 22nd also sees the release of Evil West, which you heard Miles talk about earlier, is a cracking game. Go read his review of it up on figures.net. Chipper Ford also launches today. You can read Dunn's review of that up on the website um, right now. Um, Dead by Daylight, Chapter 26. There's more Dead by Daylight coming out, guys. Yay. Got to jump back in. No. This was the first <laughs> time where I said, oh, it's out. I don't Yeah, care. literally. I've gone, I... from, I've gone from vague interest. Well, I've gone from day one to vague interest to none. Wow, it's amazing the turnaround we've had this year on that game. We are just completely and utterly not bothered about it in the slightest anymore. It's mad how you can do that with games. Like, I think, like, obviously, we we kind of became friends because of Dead by Daylight. Like, it's Mm -hmm. probably a very important game to some extent uh, for our friendship and kind of finger guns now. Um, And there it is, just laying on the wayside. Yep, not yeah, even installed anymore. <laughs> I'll always hold it in like a special place of like the hellish part of my heart for how like toxic it was, but also how incredible it was. Like, but I just I can't play it anymore. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. You moved on to greener pastures. For night. For night. For night. It's a chromia pastures, Bob would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's you get that joke if you play Fortnite, guys. Don't worry about it. Um, November 22nd also sees the release of Sea of Thieves Season 8. That's why Everworld's not coming out, because they seek making seasons for bloody Sea of Thieves. That's what's happening. Um, season 3 of Fall Guys is also out today. Um, what's the theme? Is there a theme? There might be a theme. Go and check it out anyway. All I know is that SpongeBob SquarePants is a skin now on Fall Guys, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, coming out... Um... Trying to find stuff that I've actually heard of. And um that's really awkward. Really awkward. <laughs> uh guys, there's something else coming out this week. I mean, next week is a big one. I was gonna say, just just have a week off, go do other things, and then uh see your play... backlog or play yeah. Evil West or Ship of Falls or yeah. play on your backlog for those big games because I mean, I know we've obviously talked about Callisto, but I think Need for Speed Unbound is on the same day. Midnight Suns, Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. Callisto, Midnight Suns, and Need for Speed are all out on the same day. Yeah. It's going to be a big week. Big day. Um, along with season two of Overwatch 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a season two already. Oh, my days. Yeah, season one was so like non-existent. They just skipped it and went to season two. I haven't. I still haven't gotten past the um, the uh, queue screen. I swear oh. to God, I've, I've uploaded. I've loaded them. Like, I still can't get past that screen. That's, so that's the first level. That's the first yeah. season. Yeah, that's the first test. It's just to <laughs> actually get into the game. Uh, Soccer story is out on the 29th of November, but I can't talk about that yet. Um, so we'll talk about that another time. Um, so yeah, it's quite a yeah, it's a quiet end to November, but there's plenty to play right now. So just go, go back and check and out, check out Evil back. West. Check out. Chipper Fools. Um, check out Dead by Daylight because everyone loves it. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, just go back and listen to our three-hour podcast spoiler special about uh, Elden Ring and how good its multiplayer is. Yes. Yes, look forward to that. Um, we're going to record that after our five-hour 
<laughs> special all about the, the, the fall of Dead by Daylight. <laughs> we probably could easily talk about that for a, an easy six hours. I'd be actually quite interested to hear that between you, Josh, and Cat. It'd be very interesting. That would be quite an in-depth podcast, I reckon. Yeah, like, it would actually be quite like fun. a Dead by Dead by Daylight post-mortem from three previous fans. Yeah, yeah. Like what the hell went wrong, etc. Oh, what didn't? <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. So look out for that soon. I've just commissioned that, so Mars is going to have to make that soon. Boom. Good times. Um, and then next to our Lincoln Park podcast. <laughs> it's still on the back burner. It is going to happen. Yep. It is going to happen. We're going to do it. We are going to we'll, do it. We'll do it as a Christmas treat. You could say in the end. Oh, very nice. There's, there's nothing more festive than Lincoln Park. So. <laughs> yeah. Look out for that seed. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, whilst Twitter still stands, you can. Just go to at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month. $1 a month. You can keep the podcast live on its various podcast searching services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it. Thank you very much indeed for listening. It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Bye, everyone. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. And it is goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe Thompson. We'll see you next time <laughs> on the Finger Guns put, put, put Podcast. <laughs> I felt I felt left out. I'm sorry. No, was... <laughs> you wanted to be one of the clan. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I was staring, listening, and it just really caught me off guard. That was really funny. <laughs>